0: Thanks for listening to the LifePoint Church Podcast. Visit us online at lifepointcentral.com. And so we're, we're kicking off a series um, this month called AI. And obviously I, I stole that. You, you have probably noticed in, in the news and the headlines all of this controversy over AI. How many know what that stands for? Artificial intelligence. Y'all out there this morning? Would you just think about that phrase? Artificial intelligence. All right, I'm, I'll come back to that. Uh, but, but, you know, there, there's a, a lot of debate happening right now. There's uh, a lot of concern uh, economically. You know, what, what will it mean as machines sort of replace people in the workforce? There's debate about. Uh, the ethics of that. There's a debate about the, the religious or the spiritual side of that. And I'm not really here today to unpack is it the mark of the beast and all of that stuff, um, but I do want to take this thought and build on something for you. But I thought I would just define artificial intelligence for you. Uh, and I just looked this up online. There's a lot of definitions, but it's a computer or computer-controlled robot. That performs tasks that usually belong to the intelligence of humans. And I was thinking about that like I was just playing with that thought. Artificial intelligence. Well, for the next few weeks, I don't want to focus on the theme artificial intelligence, but accurate intelligence. And talk about and discover over the next few weeks some real truths that I, I think will just help you so much. I'm actually really, really fired up about this series. So let, me, let me tell you what we're going to talk about over the next few weeks. Uh, what if I told you we're going to spend a week just how to discern what's in the environment around you? Uh, what if I spent a week telling you how you're in charge of your atmosphere? Um, what if I told you one week that um, ha- how, do we, how do we navigate all the chaos out there? We're, we're going to talk about that over the next few weeks. Sound good? Yeah. Sound good. Okay, so we're going to kick off the series. So remember, it is... Accurate intelligence, and I, I would just like to, the, it's okay for us to have church this morning. It would be appropriate for you to say, amen, uh-huh, or I'll take that. It would be really appropriate for you right at this moment to take all the religion that's in you and just suppress it, because um, I want to blow your religious minds for a few moments. Um, is that right? Can you all handle it? Can you handle the truth? All right, let's just get on with things. Okay, so new series starting right now over the next four weeks. It'll take us through the end of July. And I know it's a deep series for July, but I think y'all can handle it. Uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 5 and 6. And it's already too quiet in here. Romans chapter 8, 5 through 6. Y'all ready to go? All right, here we go. All right. I'm looking at you, Steve, because you look fired up this morning. All right, here we go. Romans chapter 8. Look at these two verses, verse 5. Those... Who live according to the flesh have their minds set on the desires of the flesh. But those who live in accordance with the spirit have their minds set on the spiritual desires. So we see there are two different desires here. Verse 6. The mind that is governed by the flesh is what? Death. But the mind that is governed by the spirit is life and what? life and peace. Uh, let me summarize that verse by saying it this way. What you mind is what you will experience. What your mind is on is what will manifest in your life. What your, what your focus is on, what your awareness is on is what you will experience um, in your life. Colossians says it very closely, the same thing. Two verses. Um, Since you've been raised with Christ, set your heart, or it's another word for your affections or your impulses, set them on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Verse two says, and set your mind on things that are above, not on what? Natural things or earthly things or things that are below. So the Bible is very clear. My point here with these two scriptures is our heart and our mind or our awareness is either habitually set on things above or habitually set on things that are below. Um, The word awareness means this, knowledge and understanding that something is happening or knowledge or awareness of something that's existing. So our heart and our mind is either very focused or very aware of very natural things or it's very aware of very supernatural things. It's either very aware of earthly things or it's very aware of what? Spiritual things. It's very aware of fleshly things or it's very aware. How many know that's true? That's true. So, um, if I told you that there are some symptoms of what I would call um, natural awareness or artificial awareness, so I made a little, I like putting these little graphs on on here for you. Uh, Sometimes we're more aware of artificial things than we are accurate things. For example, a lot of times we're more aware of our failure and our sin, and we're often consumed with what we're not instead of the fact of what God says about us to be true. The reason why I just, uh, we just declared that scripture that we're righteous is because most of our time, our awareness is that we're not. Because it's on something natural instead of something supernatural. So I would say it this way, our, our awareness either is on our shortcomings or it's on our salvation. Those are opposed. It's either on our salvation and the work of Jesus or it's on our shortcomings. Sometimes we're more aware of our sickness than we are our wholeness. And by sickness, I don't just mean physical, although it does include that. It could be um, you don't feel that you're all that emotionally. You're more aware of your emotional challenges or your emotional inadequacy, or you're more aware of your mental challenges, or you're more aware of your physical setbacks than you are the wholeness that Scripture reveals we, we have. Sometimes uh, we are more aware of our situations. What I mean by situations is sometimes more, we're more aware of what's against us than what's for us. Sometimes more, we're more aware of the problems knocking on our door than we are the promises that he has granted us and so that those are symptoms of artificial awareness or artificial intelligence our hearts our minds which have been flooded with uh, our our nature and the things in the natural world we're more aware of that intel than we are some accurate intel stick with me i know it's july y'all, y'all we can do this okay but those are some symptoms that our heart, our mind, our focus, our awareness may not be on what God wants it to be on. So our title for the next few moments is our spiritual awareness. That, uh, remember the word awareness means to be cognitive that something is happening or something exists. So spiritual awareness means that we have, been, we have become aware, cognitive, that there is something spiritual that has happened, and there is something spiritual that's going on. So I want to make sure you have accurate intel, and we do away with this artificial intel. All right, can you all handle some more scripture? All right, look at the person and say, just stick with him for a minute, I'm building a case here. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. And I'm, I'm putting a couple of verses in the Amplified here just to give it some emphasis. So, verse 17, I know you know this scripture, but it says, Therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ, the Messiah, he is what? He is a brand new what? It's a brand new creation. The reason why I use the amplified was this: a, cr- a new creature. Altogether, the Greek actually means you are a species that did not exist before. So you're a brand new creation. Now, I know you shout about it, but I 'm going to explain it to you. You are a brand new creation. Woo, we get woo, relig- Thank you Jesus, but I won 't explain that to you and unpack this as we go. You are a brand new creation altogether. The old previous moral and spiritual condition has passed what? Away. Behold. The fresh and the new has what? Arrived. So according to that scripture, and if you believe scripture to be true, which it is, um, when you became a born-again believer, everything was new, brand new, born again, born over. The difference between old Bible saints, Old Testament saints, and today is God's not with you. God is actually in you. And not only is God in you, God is living through you. Yeah. To say I'm living for God is wrong. To say God is living through me is accurate. So you're a brand new creation, yeah. a brand new creature. When you were born again, and, and that's a life change scripture right there. You, you, you were this, but you were born again. And when you got saved, your spirit was made completely new. Absolutely, and listen, let me tell you, your, your spirit can't sin anymore. Your spirit, uh, scripture would mean this, that the same way Jesus was in the world, your spirit is now in the world. So your spirit, man, was made brand new. So whatever was true of Jesus is true of, of your spirit. Listen, it's complete, it's eternal and it's sealed by the holy spirit. When you got saved, your spirit was completely renewed. Born again without flaw. Without flaw. Now, let me add a scripture to that. This is 1st Thessalonians. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless to the coming of Jesus. And it's been a while since we taught on this, but every one of us, we are three-dimensional. You are spirit, you are soul, and you are body. I'm just telling you, I wish somebody would have taught me this when I was 20-something. I wish somebody would have taught me this when I was younger. Um, and if you're a younger person, I'm telling you, you get a hold of some of these things I'm saying, you, you, your life when you're in your 40s, your marriage will be better, your um, blessings will be greater, your confidence will be stronger. i want you to say, well, I'm past that. Well, we're going to cram. We're going to make up for time, Okay. Um, So the Bible says we're spirit, we're soul, and body. You're three-dimensional. So as I mentioned, when you were born again, your spirit, man, was completely renewed. It's the eternal part of you. It's the innermost part of you. It's where the spirit of God resides, and it's perfect. But the only things we can know about the spirit is what the word of God reveals about the spirit. We can't just say, I'm born again, I got it. We can only know about the spirit man what the word of God reveals to us about the spirit man. And so the word of God reveals things to us about the spirit man and the spirit man is not it does it's not led by the five natural senses. It's your sixth sense. It's your it's your spiritual sense. And so Um, It's not accessed through emotion. It's not accessed through information. It's not accessed um, in those sort of ways. It's accessed and learned about through what the Word of God says. So when the Word of God says you're an overcomer, it's true about your spirit. When the Word of God said you are triumphant in all things, it's true about your spirit. When the Word of God says you're above and you're not beneath, you're the head, it's true about your spirit, man. But then the Bible says there's your soul, which your spirit is encompassed in your soul and your soul is your mind your will your emotions your personality now when you got saved your spirit got renewed but guess what your mind didn't that's why the bible is very clear to us we have to on a daily basis renew our mind to the word of god because the word the, the mind is is connected to uh, as is the body, which the body is, is the physical appetites uh, of your life, which encompasses your soul and your spirit. And the Bible says you have a carnal soul and you have a carnal um, heart or a carnal flesh, which means they're just controlled by the five senses. But your spirit is not controlled by the five senses. So our walk with Jesus should not be controlled by our five senses. It should be controlled by the spirit man. Yeah. Whew, that was a lot, wasn't it? Like, okay, you need to send this home and just veg out on that for a little bit. But if no one ever told you that, you've been trying all your life to be a good Christian and sometimes feel like you can't be. Yeah, there was a point in your life where you knew you needed Jesus because you were a mess and you got saved, but no one ever told you that now you need to renew your mind, change your stinking thinking because you've been thinking wrong for years. So we need to be aware that you, we're a brand new creation. We need to be aware that there is spirit, soul, and body, but we need to be aware that we're spirit. Look at someone and say, that's good right there. Good. We're, we, we are spirit. We, we, we are more focused and aware that we're flesh than we are spiritual. So can I help you with a little bit? I always give you three points. So this is um, what I call your accurate intel this morning. This is your spiritual intel I want to give you. We'll build on this next week, but I just want to spend a few moments I just really want to inform you, give you some revelation, pump you up, and set you like like on a higher course, if I can. But I can only do this is when I read my points. You got to shout or something. I have to know you have a pulse. I have to know that um, if you're not getting all of it, if you get a little bit, it it will continue to grow. But this is if you if you if you've been in a really religious setting, your mind's gonna hurt for a moment. Okay, Um, religion's just how many know religion's just demonic. You know what religion is? Religion is man's attempt to get the favor of God. Um, the favor of God is a gift from God received by faith, given by grace. Um, sometimes it's not what else we have to learn. Sometimes we've got to unlearn a few things. I, I will tell you, the, 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 the more that you, just, that you just let God's revelation change you, the more you realize, I've got to unlearn a few things that were very natural things. So are you all with me? So, I'm going to give you your accurate intel. I'm not giving you any artificial intel. I'm giving you accurate intel. Because if I give you accurate intel, according to the Bible, the truth shall what? Set you free, right? Anyone will be a little more freer when you leave here this morning? All right. I'm trusting you're going to feel good about yourself. I've had people say, well, you just preach this way to make people feel good. Guilty. I feel like the word should make you feel good. Now, it's not all about feelings, don't misunderstand me, but when you hear that you're redeemed, forgiven, there's grace, that God's for you, not against you, that should make you feel good because the other six days of the week, you don't feel so good about yourself, right? All right. Well, here we go. Here, here's, this is, this is, uh, I'm going to bring the undercover top secret intel and expose it to you this morning. Here we are. Point number one, only if you shout, shall you get it. That's Aaron 4 6. Here we go. Anyway, right. I haven't given it yet. Hold on. Okay. Here, here's your accurate intel. Number one, um, it's not about getting, it's about got. <laughs> stick with me. It's, it's not about getting because religion says, God, you got to get me this. I need this. God, you need to do this. That's, that's artificial intelligence. Accurate intelligence is, He is done. Everything for you spiritually and has engrafted it into you and put it in you. It's in your spirit. As Jesus is in the world, you are in the world. It's it's all done in your spirit, man. If I came to you and I said, in your yard, buried, if I came and I said, I've got some inside intel, some accurate intel, and, and you you trusted me and you knew my word to be true and I said there's like a million dollars buried in your lawn and you look at your lawn and you're like I don't there's no evidence of it I don't feel like I, it's out there I don't see it but if you trusted my word that I gave you inside intel what would you do you would start digging right? You'd start digging. Now, it's going to remain under the surface until you bring it to the surface. There's some things in your spirit that God wants to bring to the surface. If you trust his word, you need to start digging. You need to start declaring. You need to start exposing yourself to it because in your spirit, man, is all you need and, and, and more. So, Once you are born again, it's not about what God needs to get to you uh, or trying to get something from God. It's about God releasing from your spirit, man, into your soul realm, into your physical realm. That's what it's about from the moment you get saved. I'm going over here because they're not amen From the moment you get saved, it's not about trying to get something from God. It's about getting God to release everything that's in your spirit, man, into your soul realm, into your physical realm. Let me prove it to you. This is 2 Peter. This is chapter 1. This is verse 3. For his divine power. Everybody say power. power. All right, say it like an old Pentecostal preacher. One, two, three. Power. Some of you have been there in that service. Okay. For his divine power has bestowed upon us all things that are requisite and suited for a godly life. How? through the full personal knowledge of him who called us by into his own glory and virtue. What, what, what does that mean? Everything you need to live out this godly life because of knowledge and relationship with him, full personal knowledge, not you read it in a book, not just because you read, but full personal knowledge, um, it's there. Why? Because of full personal knowledge. Can I just say to you, that one of the things I haven't said this for a while that you and I need to be because people have said, "Well, that's life point. That's a word church." Guilty again. We'll be a word. What kind of church you want to be? Well, we're going to be a word church, right? Jesus said, "I'm the Word. He's the Word. It be, he became flesh." Let's be a Jesus church. You got to be a word church, yeah. right? If God exposed it, then we believe it. Anyways, so we need to chase what revelation. We need to keep chasing. Because Hosea says it this way. God said, my people have been annihilated, destroyed. They're dying early. They're dying broke. Their their relationships are bad. Why? Because they lack what? Revelation and response to it. So I want you to know, my job, which I take very seriously, it's not all I do. I don't go off all week and show up and give you a devotion. I, I, I come up here and give you revelation because revelation is life change. It's where everything starts is revelation. And I know I've explained this, but the biblical meaning for revelation means there was something behind a curtain or in a container. It's always been there, but someone popped the lid or someone opened the curtains and you had a wow moment. That's what revelation is. And revelation you need to get this morning is it's not about what you need to get, it's what about you are already got. It's not what you need to get, it's about what you got. You are not deficient. See, your natural senses all this time, I've told you you're inadequate, but your spirit man says you're more than adequate. All these years, your, your flesh and people have told you everything you're not. Your senses have, 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 all you've been aware of is your sin, your shortcomings, your situations. There's some different intel in your spirit. Every situation, there's a solution. For sin, there's righteousness. For sickness, there's wholeness. For addiction, there's deliverance. For a failure, there's blessing. There's, it, it, it's a spiritual thing. We've been walking by our feelings. We need to walk by our faith. Faith in what he says. Let your feelings follow that. Isn't this good? I mean, this will, this will change you. You just Let your religion go. I was reading this story about uh, William Randolph Hearst, and he, he's more known for his newspaper publishing companies. And... The other thing he was known for was an extensive, vast art collection worth millions. And one day he began to read about this particular piece of artwork that was so valuable. And he told his staff, he said, I want you to search and turn up every corner. I've got to have that artwork. And they began to search and search and they couldn't locate it. Finally, they located it. It was cataloged in one of his warehouses. And they came back to him and said, the artwork you've been searching for the whole time is in one of your warehouses. How many know that's ridiculous? <laughs> he didn't know he had it, or he forgot, or he ignored it. Wow. Okay. How many times are we guilty of ignoring, avoiding, not remembering, misunderstanding, <laughs> undervaluing, the work of salvation? Wasn't just you, it wasn't like Monopoly, you just got your get out of hell card. That was just the beginning. Yeah. So I'm going to give you some intel. You ready? It's not what you got to get. It's what you already got. Jesus, you died on the cross. You broke the curse. um, But I I need something else. Nope. That's why he sat down and said, y'all, it's finished. It's finished. That's why I said what's inside of you is greater than what's on the outside. So I want to challenge you. Focus your awareness on what God says you got. Focus your awareness on what God says you got. Quit putting your butts where God put an exclamation point. I know, but God, no, 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 no. I believe what he said. All right, that's point one. I got, I got to keep moving. What time we get out of here? <laughs> I, when we're done, yeah. Well, that might take a while. Here we go. Um, point number two, um, shortcomings are not in your new nature. That was pitiful. <laughs> it's not about what you have to get, it's about what you got. And shortcomings are not in your new nature. All right, let me prove it to you. First John, look at this, chapter three. Dear children, is that anybody? All right, that's us. Dear children, um, don't let anybody lead you astray. The person who does righteous things, they're, they're, they're righteous. Just as he is righteous. The one who does what is sinful, they're of the devil because the devil has been sinning from the very beginning. But the reason the son of God appeared was to destroy his work. Did you all get that? The reason he came. Did he come? He came, he got the t-shirt, finished the job, and he seated at the right hand of God. So the reason he came was to destroy the work of the devil. So when he said it's finished, what did he do? He destroyed the work of the devil over your life Uh, no one who is born of God will keep sinning because God's seed everyone say seed, seed remains in them they can't go on sinning because they've been born of God now we read things and we read over things sometimes the Bible says this that God's seed is in you it's the word for sperm the sperma is the word God's seed is in you Another place in the Bible, it says it's incorruptible seed. In other words, here's what that means. The seed and the nature of God was birthed in you. You have a new nature. Born again, born over. And the reason why it's incorruptible is because it works. Seed works. Seed grows. Seed develops. Seed births. So the seed of God is in you, and it birthed the brand new nature. Brand new nature. In you. you have a new nature. Um, I want to say something really bold. A, a truly born again, truly born again, spirit-filled, revelation-chasing believer cannot continue sinning. I like you. I'm going to see you right up here next week. Now, the reason why your brain hurt when I said that is because you're thinking of from the flesh. But from the spirit there's a brand new seed in you. There's a brand new nature in you. And you have to understand when you we don't have time to do this right now, but when you study through scriptures, there's different words for sins and sin. So the nature of sin was what God dealt with on the cross. He said, well, you know, I I, I still make some sins. You know what happens if you make some sins? It's just old residue. It's just old tendencies. It's just old stuff. It's old habits. It's old stuff that's in your your soul and it's in your flesh. It's not in your spirit. It can't be in your spirit because that's incorruptible seed. It can't be. So you got some old residues, some old habits, some old thoughts. That's all it is. It's some leftover stuff. I you know that's good news. <clears throat> okay. I know if you've been in a religious setting, you're like, yeah, I don't know about this guy. No, that's true. I didn't write it, but that's, that's what the Bible says. Your shortcomings aren't in your new nature. Your sin's not in your new nature. Your sickness isn't in your new nature. Your situations aren't in your new nature. It's not in your new nature. Might be, actually, I'm going to say it, you don't have an old nature because you've got a new nature. I'm going over here. You you don't have an old nature because you've got a new nature. Corinthians says, you are completely a brand new species that did not exist before. If you're in graphic, you are a brand new nature. The old has passed. The old has passed. Everything's new. Everybody take a breath. Everybody take a breath. The old is past. And every once in a while, there's some tendencies. And every once in a while, there's some. But as a born-again, truly born-again, spirit-filled, revelation-chasing believer, you can't stay in the old habits of sin. Now, you, you can choose to, but you can't stay in it without God speaking to you and dealing with you. You can't do it. It's just, it's just old, old tendency. Now, I didn't put this up on the screen. Um, the rest of that section of scripture, but, but really what it says is if there are things that condemn your heart, which means maybe you make some mistakes, it gets on your conscience. You know what the Bible says? He says, if you have some things that don't condemn your heart, you have confidence before God. You know, what that means is if you're doing good, you haven't, has, you haven't made some blunders, how many know you feel pretty confident to come before God? But what if your heart condemns you? What if you know you said something, did something? How many know the thing that comes up and you can't come to God? You know what the scripture says about it? It says, even if your heart would condemn you, God's bigger than your heart. He's bigger than your condemnation. Grace is larger. Forgiveness is more encompassing. So what he's saying is, I got you. Even if an old tendency pops up, even if an old um, uh, uh, residue shows up, he's bigger than that. He got you covered is what I'm saying. He got you covered. So shortcomings really aren't in your new nature. I'm telling you what to be aware of, because you've been aware, well, I got saved because I was a mess, but man, that old man, the old nature, brother, pray for me, the old sin, you know, I'm a a, a worm sinner, saved by grace, just pray for me, Pastor. Well, and that's because your focus, your awareness is on your old nature, and maybe your awareness is keeping it alive. So fix your awareness on, on who God says you are. Can you handle one more? Isn't this good? This is, this was, this is dangerous danger stuff. This I should have put a warning on this. I mean, if you get this, you if you get this, you 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 might break free of an addiction. If if you get this, if you get this. Um, I mean, you might see healing manifest. Here's the last one, right? Here's the last one. Um, trying won't transform anything. Trying won't transform anything. How many triers do I have? <laughs> triers. I love what Craig Rochelle says. He says, willpower is the shovel of the flesh. And although I think maybe God might be impressed with our efforts, um, t- trying just—it doesn't work. Matter of fact, I, I'm going to do a whole equip class this fall on this this very thought right here. Um, trying doesn't transform you, but listen to this: training yourself in the Word changes you into who God says you are. It's not trying; it's training. It's training. It's training. It's training. It's training. Um, 2 Corinthians says it this way. When you look into the word of God, it's like a mirror. And if you keep looking, you're transformed into what you're seeing. He he, he elevates you from glory to glory to glory. So I'm just going to say it. You don't know who you are until you start looking into the word. you want to find out who you are? I don't know who I am. The world has an identity crisis. I mean... You know, if, if people can just identify with whatever they want to right now, how, why do you struggle with identifying with who God's, when you look in the Word? Why do you identify, what do you identify, I identify as redeemed. I identify as God's child. I identify as free. I identify as liberated. I identify as healed. I identify as blessed. Come on. I identify as... As a child of God, that's what I did. You want, you want my pronouns? There they are, right? Come on, that's good stuff. But the Bible says we're transformed. You got to get this. Because the Bible says that we train ourselves. The word training means to enslave yourself. Or a better word would maybe be to discipline. To bring yourself under the discipline of the word. To identify, to align yourself with what the word says. Yeah, I messed up. Well, you know what? Identify, you know, repent, forgive, whatever, and identify it with what God keeps saying. Because there's a lot of people that can't see healing because they feel like they failed somewhere and they don't deserve it. Some people don't can't get blessed because they're not understanding, because they're, they're folk they're aware of their shortcomings, not their salvation. My challenge to you today is get more aware of your salvation than you do your shortcomings. So train means to enslave yourself. Actually, a really weird thing, but, you know, the, the Bible um, has a lot of um, agricultural terms, but, but you get into uh, what Paul wrote to the Greeks, and it's all athletic stuff because in, it was in the backdrop of the Olympics, and, and when he started talking about training, they knew what he meant. They, they, they trained to be those athletes. They would enslave themselves to training they would discipline themselves under so what i'm saying is don't quit trying and start training your mind to believe what god said training here's something else that's really weird i don't know where i'm going with this but the word training they did it naked naked now don't go to crossfit or planet fitness (laughs) tomorrow and be like just doing what the bible said nobody wants to see that right (laughs) I mean, I know they're doing it in parades and things, but we ain't going there, right? So what it means is just raw training. Just be real. Get rid of the excess and bring yourself under the Word. Get rid of your religion. Get rid of yourself and bring yourself under the Word, what the Word says about you. Paul said something, and this is, let me give you an assignment. Just just go home today and, and read Romans 7 about verse 15 to verse 25, but read it in the Passion Bible. Uh, It was too lengthy to sort of read right here this morning, but Paul said it this way. He said, you know, there's this mystery. He said, here's the mystery. He said, I want to do what's right, but I feel like I do the wrong thing. Paul's like, why? Anyone ever felt that way about yourself? I I, I mean, I leave there on Sunday, I'm so fired up, and by Wednesday, I'm like, I said that again. I thought wrong again. Paul goes on and he said, and he said you know, what, what, I don't know what to do about this. But then he goes on and basically says, well, God solved the mystery. God solved the mystery. He said, because God showed me that I realized that it's not really me. It's the intruder of sin. It's the intruder of that residue. It's the intruder of, of that old tendency. And Paul actually said this. He said, I realized, I recognize that um, willpower isn't changing it. Uh, But he concluded that if, if he will align himself with his flesh, he'll keep failing. But if he aligns himself and trains his mind... To, to spiritual things, he will live out godly principles. He will live out a godly life. He will live out the fulfillment of the things of God. He said, It was a mystery that I keep sort of doing what I don't want to do, but God solved the mystery. And Paul said, I realized, but even though there's all that flesh, there's a different principle that's alive in me. And that's the principle of spiritual life, that spiritual intelligence, that spiritual awareness that there is something else in us let me prove it. You used to do whatever you used to do and not think about it. You were good at it. Then you came to Jesus. You you might have had some of those same temptations, but you you couldn't live there habitually again without something on the inside saying, you are conducting yourselves in the wrong nature. You're a child of the king living like a peasant. And so there's something else inside of you saying, I was born that way, but I was born again this way. So you can't stay in it. You can't stay in it and you shouldn't try. Don't test God on this one. Can you do take another scripture? This is Hebrews. For the word of God, let I me mean, love the word of God. I hope it's more than like a nightstand placeholder. I heard someone say, if your Bible's worn out, you won't be. But the Word of God, look at us, the Word of God is still alive and it's what? Active. It's dangerous. If you will train yourself in the Word, it's, it, it's active, it's alive, it will change you. It's sharper than any two edged sword. What I've taught you this, what that means is it came out of God's mouth, get it out of yours, and it will do something. Not because you read it, but because it gets in you and comes out of you. You Get revelation so much you align your words with it, and look what it says. Um, It will penetrate spirit, soul, and body. It will penetrate. So what I'm saying to you is the Bible is very clear in Romans. It says this in the book of Ephesians. We have to retrain our mind. So what this comes down to for you and me is you're born again. Your spirit is renewed. That's inside intel this morning. It's not what you got to get. It's what, you, it's, what you, it's what you got. There's no shortcomings in that nature. All you got to do is begin to train yourself in the word. Align yourself with the word. Don't read about it. Read it and get it out of your mouth. Get revelation and speak revelation. Get yourself in alignment with it. I'm telling you, that, that's, just, that's what you need to be aware of. That's what you need to be aware of. We, we've been too aware of our sin or our shortcomings and not, not fully aware of our salvation. Not fully enough aware of our salvation. If you were fully aware, you would worship different. If you were fully aware, you would, you would work different. If you were fully aware, you would live different. If you were fully aware, you would think different. But stop trying and just start training. Just start lying. That's all you got to do. God, you said, I believe it. Say what God said. When you're sad, well, I'm just going to try to pull myself up. You don't have to try it. What do you do? Keep training yourself. I, I had this moment yesterday, had something going on, and I was just, I was just dwelling on it, and I was just talking myself into being miserable for a few moments, and I didn't understand what God was doing. He wasn't giving me the answers, blah, 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 you know. And all of a sudden, I said, well, I, I, I just, something hit me. I said, I need to shut up and praise him for the answers, or I need to keep mumbling about this. And I just started praising him for the answer. Guess what? Did the answer come? Nope. <laughs> Not yet. But there was something in my spirit that, that was like, <clears throat> <clears throat> are you done? <clears throat> are you done mumbling? I mean, you no. Know, God can handle our mumbling for a moment. You just can't, you just can't stay there just can't stay there. Can we stand to our feet? Thank you, Father. Isn't God good? Isn't he good? Isn't he good? Isn't he good? Isn't he good? good? I think he deserves our praise for a moment. He deserves our praise for a moment. Come on, let, you know what praise is? It's, 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 it's your mind and your flesh just speaking out what's really in your spirit. Thank you, Father.